It's a dis- well, you know, they're related because the really? legionnaires of the army thing got sick. Thomas, you probably know more about this. <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. just a smear campaign. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't like they were like we're renaming gangrene nurses foot because we hate nurses. <laughs> 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 we're renaming we're renaming gonorrhea actuary's demise because <laughs> i think those guys suck <laughs> listen i kind of learned about it because forensics files was on the background when i was napping <laughs> you osmosis it in <laughs> oh my god oh christ Hi! Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where three librarians give neglected topics their organizational due. I'm Mary, and with me are... Mm, Andrew Crawford. Kelly Kennedy. Hi, fellow oracles. What hey. up? Hi. Mary, how you doing? I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> Great. She's going to pull out and be like, nope, not answering that. <laughs> I'm just going to blow right on past she, that. She, she sticks to the script. I love that about her. She really doesn't. <laughs> no time to mess around. No time to mess Boom. around. Well, no, actually, I really don't want to mess around today because we have a guest. Oh, my gosh. Who? Oh. Who is it? Uh, this guest is um, a man of science uh, and medicine. Mm. Uh, the father of two of the sweetest little children alive. They're angels. And a person I've known my entire life. It's Brad my, Pitt. It's my brother, <laughs> Thomas Johnston. Hi, Thomas. Hi, it's great to be here. I'm excited to be here in the Oracle Grotto. My third <laughs> eye is open and slightly bloodshot. I'm feeling woozy from the sulfurous fumes. But I think I'm ready to tell some Greek guys that they're going to die terribly. <laughs> Yeah, nicely done. Oh, I love when we could throw in an Oracle joke. I haven't done that since the Zeus episode, mm-hmm. which we didn't take advantage enough of, I we still didn't. think. That yeah. was a, my greatest regret of my life. Not enough. <laughs> that was your fault, literal, too. I know. I was the host. <laughs> that was your I, fault, I, I fall on that sword. But anyway. I, ta- I take that on myself. Anyway, welcome, Thomas. So, Mary, uh, why the hell is Thomas here? Well, Thomas <laughs> Tell us a little is, about that. Well, t- <laughs> Why is Thomas in my grotto? Your brother's existence. Um, it'd be great if you were like, well, Andrew, when a mommy and a daddy love each other. Tell when me my more. mommy and my daddy loved each other very much. Wow. Is this Came with the house. We're stuck with him. <laughs> Did we make a weird Mary? We found. Can, can we make it weirder? Hmm. We found. We found him gagged in a closet. We had to keep oh God! Him. She made it weirder. <laughs> Christ! Ew. That's creepy. He was a little boy. Oh, <laughs> a little exotic boy. <laughs> you are not my brother at all. You were brought here by the police. That's some Bill Cosby stand-up there. That'll oh, age perfectly, really Good. well. Yeah. I, I really regret saying, "Could we make it weirder?" Because you guys really came up to the challenge. You know, I, I take back it. I'm proud of us. We bellied up I, to the bar. I put a challenge out there, and the team really came to it. Wow. Uh. All right. The reason that Thomas is joining us this week is because I wanted to bring some familial flavor to this. We're back from summer break. Did everyone have a good summer vacation? Yeah, it's all right. I shaved my mustache to the... uh, to, to, like you do to, in the summer. Yeah, to, 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 to great, generally mediocre to negative reaction from most people. Andrew is doing reverse puberty. He is coming out of summer with not a crustache. So I've brought Thomas along with us uh, for this episode because... Don't I get to say what I did this summer? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> 
My freckles came out. That's all. <laughs> I grew some freckles. I, grew, I just got some uh, burns. <laughs> also, you got a great haircut. My, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's okay. It's good. Everyone's it's I got straight across bangs, guys. It's really impressive, Everybody, I know. Everybody's doing doing uh, polarizing hair decisions. <laughs> but mostly they're just polarized themselves. Yeah. <laughs> we, we opened up the doors to a lot of self, uh, what's the word looking for? Loathing. Loathing. Loathing, yeah. Loathing, yes. Uh, Thomas, would you like to tell me what you did over your summer? Really drag it out, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make it re- real easy for Andrew with the editing. Uh, I uh, went to a Shakespeare children. festival, and I had a good time. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> you had a terrible time. False, false statement. There was that fire in, in Stratford, but aside from that, everything was great. <laughs> that f- a fire which you started. And dad had to pay for. And dad had to pay for. (laughs) Um, So I I brought Thomas along with us on this episode uh, because we're talking about Great Lakes tourist traps, and I thought that it would add a nice little familial edge to uh, to the proceedings. It's nice to have a comrade in arms who's been yelled at in the back seat with you. (laughs) <laughs> chained there like a galley slave to their oar. <laughs> it's important it's important for people to have someone who can speak to the fact that I am a f- I was a famous uh childhood car ride puker. Mm, good. Among good, good, us. Good, good. Yes. Also, Thomas, you are co- joining the Outrageous Mechanisms family with your own show. Yay! Indeed I am. It's nice to be a member of the family. Double Finally. Over. <laughs> Properly. At last, at last. Thomas and I no, but, are now family though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other, right. than, other than our blood pact, but other than that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm also going to be on the show. <laughs> it's going to be called Crypt Creepers, and we are going to be recapping Tales from the Crypt episodes. So we're going to dip back into childhood, that standby for sleepovers, if you had cool friends whose parents had HBO in the early 90s. Yeah. That's right. So keep an eye out for that this October. So there's a book by Umberto Eco called Travels and Hyperreality. And in it, he points out that America, as a young nation, doesn't have the same, like, gravitas and history that Europe and Asian countries have. But we that doesn't stop us from wanting to slice off a little bit of ancient architecture of our very own. So we build things, nonsense things, that um, are facsimiles of things that exist in other older societies. So the first item on our list is from Loveland, Ohio, and it's the Loveland Castle, or Chateau La Roche. I believe you mean castle. Castle. Did I say ca- What did I you say? You said <laughs> <laughs> The Loveland Cassoule. <laughs> it's the Loveland Casserole, which honestly would make sense. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, Lord. It's going to be a long night, guys. <laughs> um, the Loveland Castle, or Chateau La Roche. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the idea of a man, just uh, so the backstory of this is fascinating, uh, but the idea of a man who uh, started his own knockoff Boy Scouts, the Knights of the Golden Trail, yeah. uh, and built them a castle complete with a dungeon and prison tower doesn't really, like, read well in the modern age, does it? Nope, It's a bit nope, strange. Sure doesn't. Oh, also, there was a garage and a junk room, apparently, in the castle. So this man, um, Harry D. Andrews, don't 
think too much about what the D stands for. In 1929, <laughs> Delanor began. Hey, but pedophile doesn't start with <laughs> <Do> a D. <laughs> <laughs> began uh, building by hand a medieval castle on the banks of the Little Miami River, north of Loveland, Ohio. The Little Miami. Little Miami. Just a really, just a stream of cocaine coming yeah. through Ohio. That's, <laughs> that's all that is. So to um, back up even further, this is like uh, memento here. Mr. Harry Andrews was a uh, gentleman, a medievalist, a mm. scholar, a aroused about. Um, uh, in the early days of the 20th century, he um, was of service age in World War One, and everything I've ever read about him takes pains to point out that he preferred sword-to-sword combat <laughs> to the uncivilized <laughs> guns and bombs. But like most people who would prefer to kill people with a with, with a sword, he was actually a conscientious objector and also a total nutter. <laughs> <laughs> he so he's joined World War One and he served as a medic, um, but. No sooner did he get to France than he came down with uh, cerebral spinal meningitis and so had to coalesce and um, did some of that um, and uh, then recovered in the vicinity of an actual castle in France, the Chateau de la Roche, which is, I think, Castle on the Rock. Hmm. Um, And so this so moved him that he decided to build by hand, like a lunatic, a little (laughs) facsimile for himself. And his and his camper buddies. boy pals and some boys. <laughs> well, so basically, he and he and his young men <laughs> were on a camping trip, and they were like moon companions. <laughs> yeah, and he they, he was like, "Say, fellows, isn't it a pain that we have to haul all of our gear out here every time we want to go camping? Wouldn't it be nice if we had a nice little shed or structure that we could toss our sleep mats and tents into?" So. To accomplish that, he started um, using milk crates to hand form bricks, which he built into built into a goddamn castle. <laughs> um, so as, what I'm doing in your backyard right now, tiny castle. Oh goddamn it, Kelly! You know what? <laughs> no, you know what? You no, know what? No, we said no. no to the tiny house, but <laughs> at I least am... the no plumbing would make sense if you did that. <laughs> I'm intrigued it's not that tiny, your tiny it castle has a drunk room. <laughs> <laughs> Junk room. What is a junk? Uh, I guess half my house is a junk room, so I guess yep. I shouldn't shouldn't criticize. <laughs> you have an Amazon box room. So let's. Yeah. So do I. So most, mostly we have like a a wedding stuff room that we don't know how to <laughs> assimilate into our home. Um, so of course he had the, uh, the Boy Scouts help him build a little bit, but by his own account, he would like it known and on the record that he did ninety nine percent of the work himself. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and he, but he doesn't mind that because he feels this is from his as a quote, castle uh, Chateau La Roche was built as an expression and reminder of the simple strength and rugged grandeur of the mighty men who lived when knighthood was in flower. It was their <laughs> knightly zeal of honor, valor, and manly purity that lifted mankind out of the moral midnight of the Dark Ages and start and started it towards a gray dawn of human hope. Was it was it the manliness or was it the, you know, books from Rome <laughs> that did that? I don't know. Just some thoughts. Rippling abdominal musculature. So he, he had apparently had a fiance when he left. So they they abbed the their way out of the dark ages. <laughs> they <laughs> abbed their way? Yeah. They squat thrusted their way <laughs> right out of those dark ages. <laughs> With swords. <laughs> He apparently uh, did have a lady friend when he left for war, but she apparently married some other guy when he was away. 
but apparently after a local newspaper had done some stories on him, he received up to 50 marriage proposals because people wanted to, like, get on in his sweet castle action. <laughs> do, do you think they knew what a castle was actually like? <laughs> like oh, do, you th- do you think they realized that this was formed mud and river stones from the little Miami River? And also, for boys. <laughs> for boys. Although, 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 when you look at the pictures of it, it does look pretty cool. It looks, it looks good. Cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we, we were making a lot of fun of this guy because it's, it's, there's a lot of things to poke fun at, but it is actually pretty impressive to make a, a castle by hand with to milk crates and concrete. Castle boasts four types of towers, a dungeon, a ballroom with a domed ceiling. Oh, I didn't know about the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you know it's not a cheap castle. <laughs> he went all out. Well, like he a needed a ballroom with all those young boys around. <laughs> yeah. Like a nice pair of pants. It's got ballroom. Uh... And um, a hidden room which you enter through the garden, which they actually did not discover until after this man's death. Would you like to know how Harry met his demise? I mean... You would. Yeah. You would. I do. What was in that room? Um, They just said it was like an office. Wait. Did did a ghost live in that room? Was that ghost named... There is a... Casper Poltergeist. (laughs) (laughs) What? name of the ghost that lived in the castle apparently yeah casper yeah. polter they, they, they have a i know that they have a ghost the ghost is named casper poltergeist casper he, he, he poltergeist. told people that was the name of the ghost this guy this guy this guy this guy, this guy. guys this guy this is the dumbest smart guy i've ever heard about is he smart <clears throat> He, he's also interesting because he's one of the first people to be resuscitated using adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> and he never stopped factoid. being extreme. <laughs> so, <laughs> 50 plus years after he started this project, he was kind of, he'd kind of become a recluse. He was living in the castle full time. Oh, God. <laughs> he was 91 years old. <laughs> Shitting right out the window. <laughs> tossing it out. Ah. Just like in medieval time. And, uh... The, the restaurant? Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he had taken he had taken to carrying a gun with him in case anyone tried to deface his property. Oh, sure. oh! I thought he so, was a sword man. Well, <laughs> you'll be I'm interested gonna, to hear how this how this plays out. I feel like I'm going to regret mocking this man in his later days. <laughs> Casper Poltergeist is coming to get you. Oh, no! so, so Harry, at age 91, um, is up on top of one of his four types of towers, burning garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like you do sure. with his pistol uh, safely tucked in the back of his pants in the waistband. <laughs> the wind shifted. Um, the fire started sending sparks. They landed on his polyester pants, which caught fire. And uh, Harry was so preoccupied trying to get the gun out of his pants so it wouldn't shoot him in the behind <laughs> that the fire completely burnt up his leg. Oh my god. <laughs> he um he did manage to make it to a hospital, um, but unfortunately he contracted gangrene and died sixteen days later. You know what would fix that? Leeches. <laughs> Real um, medieval. The ownership of this castle immediately passed to his knights, his boy scouts. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Who uh you now use it to host events and maintain the tourist attraction to this day. Well. And probably I camp think- up there still. We can also all learn a lesson from this. If he had had a sword in his pants, he wouldn't have. <laughs> he would have been fine. He would have just uh, gotten a cool burn on his behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, the pistol did not slay the man. 
trying to get the pistol out of one's right, waistband. Right, but so preoccupied was he with the unreliable gunpowder cannon in his pants. Also, <laughs> also... But if he stopped, dropped, and rolled with a sword in his pants, you know. But he wasn't in enough room. <laughs> he was on top of one of his four towers. Burning garbage! Burning, the garbage burning tower. <laughs> there was smoldering garbage everywhere. Guys, I have so many questions. What is it easier to bring garbage to the top of a tower to burn it? <laughs> That seems like a lot of extra work. I mean, I'm sorry to, to say. Me, well, so Thomas and I both had a grandfather who would, um, when he found out he could no <laughs> longer burn. You guys have the same grandfather. Interesting. Okay. They just owned one. <laughs> Holly, just there a are guy. all types yeah. of families in this world. Um, who, uh, who, when he found out he could no longer throw refuse into his furnace to burn, just proceeded to only burn at night. <laughs> what? When the coppers wouldn't see the smoke. <laughs> I'm assuming he did it on top of his roof, though, right? Well, That's... I mean, the smoke came out the top of his roof. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a big old tattletale to, to Johnny Law. <laughs> He also, he also, when he was found out he was being taxed for his garbage can, kept his one garbage can, but did not want to invest in the two garbage cans he truly needed. So he would wrap up what his four daughters referred to as bundles of joy, which were trash, which then he would cruise around searching for unpadlocked dumpsters and have one of his daughters run out and chuck into the dumpster. Wow. Yeah. Bundles of joy. Listening to tell these stories, though, it makes him sound like he's a little bit mobbed up or something, uh, and not just a stingy German man. <laughs> yeah, not, not, just, not just an incredibly frugal gentleman. Uh, um, what do we have? Uh, Thomas, would you care to go first as the guest of the house? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I am honored to render my very first category. I think my category needs really no introduction, so I'll just launch right into it. My category is Trousers down, boys. This is a men's ceremony. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. 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 Holy smokes. That's a good I one. I like that you didn't think, like, a men's ceremony would have done it, but you were, like, really wanted to paint a picture. <laughs> oh. Also, his pants were on fire, too. So. Also, I love that, I, I love immediately that I realized this is going to be a reusable category. Yeah, I already am automatically know where this category is yeah, going. going. Yeah. And not just sending you straight to hell oh yeah. um, that's a good one that's a good one i called this one uh heartland of darkness Ooh, okay <laughs> because it's uh it's pretty dark this is a dark story yeah um and it's in the heartland yeah. that's it i uh i took a bit of an obvious route here uh, largely due to his fixation castle <laughs> castle the category category castle <laughs> subcategory it's a castle. <laughs> <laughs> no, so sidebar. Actually, I had a, I had this grand scheme to like make weird plays on the actual Great Lakes. Of name. course you did. Uh, of course it, you it's did. It's a it's a gag that fell apart real quick. Yeah. Uh, but this one would have worked because it was just eerie. <laughs> that's, that's not my category. But that was like that's. And it's in Ohio. That's perfect. I know it would have been perfect in this you one that, instance. You know so. that the Little Miami is feeding off Lake Erie. Oh, it, it has to be. Must be. I. But, that's pure speculation. <laughs> I don't know about you. It might be just be coming out of someone's garden hose. If Apparently their main tourist <laughs> attraction was just built out of milk, milk chug bricks. Nice. But uh, my actual category, uh, largely due to uh, to Harry D's fixation with swordplay Sam. and the general dorkiness of this whole enterprise, is uh, is not live action role playing, but rather lame action role playing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had this category as uh, Fever Dreams in Wonka Land. <laughs> Explain. 
Well, it's just a uh, just a real weird trip down into a world created by a real weird man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. he's Wonka. Yeah. Yes. I bet Wonka's pants would light right on up. Yes. <laughs> that purple waistcoat. Mm. I also took it a step further, which is that due to Thomas's upset with us singing on this podcast, I have also assigned it a song. Oh. oh. So this so this category is obviously pure imagination. Nice. <laughs> Love nice. imagination. Do, 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 something, something. Nice. Also great callback to the time Thomas criticized us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding us that at the I, top of the I show. Don't, I don't believe that I criticized. I just asked. There's a lot. Of, I think I said something like, there's a lot of singing in this podcast. Is no. There, no, when no, no. When we do our podcast, is there going to be this much singing? <laughs> this much singing in your podcast? All right, uh, what are we going to do? Oof. I I vote for me. I, I kind of vote for Thomas, too. I do, too. But then, but then it, it totally sweeps the other one. I think it's going to sweep the other one. I don't know. I mean, I... You don't know that. I don't, don't know, know that. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Thomas, Thomas take it. Thomas, for the win. You take it. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yep. So kind of going on this, this travels and hyper-reality... Uh, theme that we have going on. Sometimes it's not enough uh, merely for people to build man-made structures that are of the past. Sometimes we want to reach back further and gaze at the prehistoric world or something that is an approximation (laughs) of that, (laughs) even more so than you're used to. Uh, This is in Michigan. Osnecki? Sure. Sure. Osnecki, Michigan. Um, and it's the Dinosaur Garden Prehistoric Zoo is the result of a 40-year project by Paul Nathan Domkey? Domkey? Domkey. Paul Nathan Domkey, who built the attraction of over 25 tableaus using absolutely uh, no power tools or electricity. I did not know that. That's pretty wild. Hmm. Oh, my God. He's also a, a Christian fella. And he wants everyone to know that because at the entrance there is a homemade statue of Christ beckoning, holding earth aloft in one hand, suggesting that indeed this is a place that's a jolly mix of dinosaurs inflicting carnage and Lutherans spreading God's love. Oh, good there. Wow. I have some additional background on Mr. Domkey. Um, he, rather like Mr. Andrews, is a World War I veteran. He is a Prussian immigrant. Uh, which means that he came over when that was still a meaningful way to describe where you're from. He was born in the 1880s, and his uh, that may explain his penchant for not using electricity. <laughs> and the, the material that the dinosaurs are made of is apparently a special mix of cement, gravel, and deer hair uh, applied over superstructures of steel. <laughs> I do want to say that that makes a lot of sense when you look at them. They do oh. appear to be textured in a way that's quite unique. They, they also like popcorn look e- ceilings, kind of. Yeah, no, no. That's they also look exactly like the kind of dinosaur sculptures that a Prussian man born in the 19th century would build. Though... Though he, though Paul claims that every dinosaur is in the park is the size that it was when it walked on Earth, and he knows this because he's visited many 
museums and looked at skeletons and then brought that knowledge back and kept it in his mind palace and then <laughs> mixed concrete with deer hair and made that happen. So, uh, so you're saying it's, it checks out. It's, yeah, it's, it's perfectly accurate. You know what I've learned about from this podcast is that PTSD has always been a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's manifested in weird ways after World War One, when we were just like, well, you know, it's, no, they're fine. Yeah, you know, great works of literature and arts, um, deer hair dinosaurs. Deer hair dinosaurs, castles for your castles boys. Castles for boys. So <laughs> like, really uh, who, would, who would like to describe some of the uh, so, some of these dinosaurs? Uh, technicolor lizard lumps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's also quite a few people. Yes. There's kind of an Adam and Eve scene with... Uh, the, are they nude? They are absolutely nude. And Hot. Eve has sort of, I mean, like, her breasts are made out of concrete, gravel, and deer hair. <laughs> and, they are, and they are sizable. And apparently this is, like, quite an attraction. Like, people, like, I read people a... like, humana, humana, humana. I, I read a review for this place where oh, someone's God. like, and Eve, she's a real woman, if you know what I mean. Oh. Winky face! Whoa! Oh, 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 Whoa! Um, religion is, is absolutely tucked inside all of these things, including a uh, structure that you walk you walk up the side of uh, a ladder into a brontosaurus. I know that's not what they're called anymore. There are brontosaurus into that uh, leaf eater. Brachiosaurus. Yeah, into into little tree's mother's side. I think <laughs> if you want if you want the, the technical, the technical term. Little um, Littlefoot. Little tree. Little tree. <laughs> tree he calls tree the tree stars. Tree, tree stars. stars. Pea tree. Her she was murdered. Oh, anyway. God. Um into uh Littlefoot's mother's side, and inside is uh, a portrait of Jesus and a reminder to uh say your say you're our fathers. Hmm. Wow. Didn't you say they were Lutheran? Is that not a thing for Lutherans? No. I don't know. Reminder to pray. Better. Sure. Nail your prayers to the door, kids. <laughs> it's just a big reminder to listen to Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> this place is kind of interesting. Um, so he stopped He stopped owning it in, I think, the late 50s. Like, he sold it in, like, 58 or 59. And the place has had a chain of owners who keep kind of adding little funny things. Um, they haven't built new dino sculptures. But like they have some vacation cabins now, and then there was then somebody bought it and put a big ice cream bar in with over fifty <laughs> toppings. Oh man, can you even so imagine this, fifty this... toppings for ice cream? <laughs> Shit, that's, that's a lot. That's so a lot of preteen teenagers are going and they're like, "I'm gonna eat so much ice cream. We must, we must, we must increase our bus so they look like Eves." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God! Jesus. Oh, I'm looking at this picture of Jesus, and he is bigger than life sized. I might say. How do you know? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Jesus could be the size of what you don't, four grown men. What you don't realize is that, <laughs> that Paul Bunyan and Jesus are the same. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, also, John the Baptist did, is baby. Big <laughs> no, 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 no. This guy, this guy I also read about also did some sort of sculpture of Babe the Blue Ox, which is next to a sculpture of Paul Bunyan in this town that he did not build. Huh. <laughs> They were like, they were like, who, who who can sculpt our town statue of Babe the Blue Ox? I'll give it to that dinosaur lunatic. Yeah. He'll, he'll do it. <laughs> he'll do well, it. What's great though? What's great though? Babe has that... beautiful breasts. <laughs> like, <laughs> real, real hot rack on that bison. <laughs> no, ox, ox. Sorry. They're like, he's got that patented texture. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. What's funny? He's actually used ox hair for oh. Babe. Real authentic. And once again, I don't like it. The boobs. <laughs> the boobs. I don't know about you, Oli, but that ox has got me feeling a little bit, you know, 
frisky. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, I spent a bit of time on TripAdvisor reading about this. Please. Um, yes, thank oh you. Oh, my God, yes. And um, I need to hear all the stories. I would like it known that there are 38 reviews for, for on TripAdvisor for this place. And 11 of them mentioned that the mini golf course there is surprisingly challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you wouldn't want it to be too easy. <laughs> they're like, this doesn't they're like, this is things. like, this is like, what? This is what Tiger Woods would play on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, coming back around to that Jesus holding the globe statue, mm-hmm. by far the best thing I read about this was that, um, and this is from Paul, one of Paul's, Paul ch- Bunyan's, yeah, Paul Bunyan's, Paul's children or grandchildren. Um, they, so they say that, uh, Paul was not satisfied with the way that Jesus's right hand looked, Uh um, the hand pointing, not the hand holding the earth. So after taking safety precautions by, um, suggesting to his family that they might want to go in the house and then propping some boards against the house windows, he, um, attached a little stick of dynamite to that hand and blew it clean off to start over. Oh, Wow. (laughs) That's an awesome 19th century Prussian solution. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Wow. I bet fireworks with that guy was were great. <laughs> great, terrifying. <laughs> Whichever. Let me yeah, tell why you. Yeah, let you ask Casper Poltergeist how great they were. <laughs> yeah, TripAdvisor has zero terrible or poor reviews. No, everyone has a fantastic time. Yeah. I bet it's good. Yeah. I mean, weird. <laughs> but great. Yeah. What do we have? Any other comments? We ready to move on to categories? No. Yeah, I think we're good. No, we're good. Sorry. We're not ready to move on to categories. <laughs> no, we're we pausing. don't have comments. <laughs> we right. didn't prepare. Just past a the moment first. of silence for <laughs> Jesus's right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got real distracted. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a dick joke. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I got, it's just letting me know that you've thought of I one thought about and it. didn't share it about I got distracted. Jesus. Oh, no. I, yikes. What do category-wise? Um, well, I was really impressed um, that this man with no training in paleontology or, I believe, engineering whipped up this magical world. So instead of calling this amateur hour, I call this amateur power. <laughs> I like That's it. Good. I like it. Uh, I called this the duck test. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a historically inaccurate dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's accompanying song is Old MacDonald. Nice, nice. So in design, there are kind of two different ways you can go about it. Digital design. You can make stuff look like physical objects and then hope that people will recognize them in a digital context. The trash can that you drop things, files into on your computer is an example of that. Or you can make up totally new symbols and that better describe what's actually happening and use those instead. The share icon, Hmm. not the share with a C, unfortunately. With an S. Is that. Um, The former is called skeuomorphism. So I went with... This is like that, but not. It's it's something different. It's both a proximity, a pro- like a like trying to see something, but not quite grasping it, but becoming something new. So I called this the metaskeuomorphosis. 
<laughs> you know how I complimented Kelly on her offensive categories earlier? <laughs> I'm going to give that to you that yeah. time. Holy smokes. That thank was you. that was a whole lot of concept. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, There's some other designers chuckling out there. They're like, <laughs> 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 uh, So Oracles, uh, I invite you to turn your attention to the year 2012. Uh, <laughs> a year that marked the debut of Alex Hirsch's groundbreaking animated series, sometimes called The X-Files for Children. Uh, this celebrated all things kitschy about roadside attractions and the associated America- Americana. Grunkle Stan, the down-at-the-heels con man, speaks not only to the disintegration of the American social contract, but also the glory days of mid-century Route 66 kitsch culture. So I offer Gravity Falls Apart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Very nice. All right, what what category are we going to do? I like mine. Amateur power. I think amateur power is pretty great. Let's do it. Yes. On board. Ha-ha. <laughs> so for this next one, we're moving away from weird men doing crazy things. Not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> because we are going very somewhere very local for us and someplace that um, three of the four of us have been to quite recently. Multiple times. Multiple yep. times. And it's uh, Spring Green, Wisconsin, and it's the House on the Rock. The Sistine Chapel of Outsider Art. Holy God. It's true. It's the best, most exhausting, weird experience. So the House on the Rock is the mad vision of Alex Jordan Jr., who also was a recluse. (laughs) Um, Sensing a theme here. Who turned... Did he uh, fight in World War I? Who turned his project of? How did he feel about swords? (laughs) You know very positively. You know it's very positively, Uh, but he also liked liked guns too. Yeah. Um, Who turned uh, a building project, which was like a spite house, into America's largest and strangest indoor sideshow? Not just a spite house, but a spite house against who? Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd, goddamn right. <laughs> I'm the only one who hasn't been to this place, but I but I did love the the Frank Lloyd Wright story. Apparently, um, Alex Jordan was a bad boy architect, uh, renowned in the Wisconsin environs. But he apparently approached Frank Lloyd Wright, and this this is a um, story that's in multiple biographies, most of them self-published, of Mr. Jordan. <laughs> um, he apparently approached Frank Lloyd Wright, um, and uh, apparently this the, I, the House on the Rock is on top of this big rock spire, sort of, mm-hmm. and yep. apparently indicated it and showed him the plans, and Frank Lloyd Wright, who was doing some sort of junket in Wisconsin or whatever, looked at the plans and told Jordan, quote, I wouldn't hire you to design a cheese crate or a chicken coop. You're not capable. So this, of course, touched off a lifelong uh, uh, desire to show that he was right. And so he apparently told a journalist pal of his that, I'm going to put up a Japanese house on one of those pinnacle rocks and advertise it. And apparently uh, someone else has said that uh, Frank Lloyd Wright did not forget about the incident, noting that he complained publicly to county officials about the house uh, and, in fact, bought a piece of nearby property, uh, perhaps to get back at him i.e. Jordan. So the story is kind of cool, but here's the trick. 
Alex Jordan Jr. was born in 1914, and for this to have happened, he would have had to be nine years old when he talked to Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> also, Frank Lloyd Wright would have been over 50 years old during this exchange. I don't know what you Which think that's... Which is awesome if you imagine a 55-year-old like Frank Lloyd Wright like chewing out a nine-year-old kid like, your drawings are shit! <laughs> I don't know why you think that's so weird. Clearly this is going on at, uh, at Chateau LaRoche. <laughs> Just boys and men having dialogue about that important... Architecture. About architecture and important things. Oh my god, that's amazing. Well, never... It, it also, also on brand. Also on brand. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless... Uh, this is an amazing attraction. So the house itself is sort of this Frank Lloyd Wright-esque maze of shag carpets and giant fireplaces, fireplaces full of pots. Lots of fireplaces full of pots. And just, like, so many rooms. Just, I don't, like, uh, the 20? <laughs> yeah, probably. Rooms just sort of patchwork together. There's a room that I specifically called the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> yes. Because there was nothing else to do in it. Except, but play drums. But play drums. <laughs> but that's not it. There's also an infinity room, um, which is very cool. Which is very cool yeah. and sways uh, freely in the Quite breeze. Quite alarmingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the so just kind of rapid fire. Um, so you exit the house, and then there are basically two big warehouse-sized. We, th- I think, I assume, uh, you- because once you're inside of it, it's just everything is kind of chopped up in little rooms and you have no idea. But I assume that they're warehouse sized. Yes. And looking at them from aerial footage, it looks like they're warehouse sized um, that cover uh, the streets of yester- yesterday, which is like a 20th century American town, which has a giant... Um, What's that thing? That music thing that we like. Oh, the calliope. Oh. A big calliope at the end that you can play. Uh, Heritage of the Sea, which is a giant room featuring a um, whale shark. Slash sperm whale-esque creature I've read somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, um, Attacking a giant octopus, battling a giant octopus. And we can't express how big this is. You walk up four flights and you're face to face with it. It's big enough that even though it is like plaster or whatever, it's actually a little bit existentially daunting to see it in real life. It's genuinely scary. We have pictures of ourselves with it and we'll post it on our social medias. We'll Photoshop Thomas The tribute to nostalgia, (laughs) which is a room full of planes, Kodiak cameras, um, Kodak Kodak cameras, uh, Kodiak bears, Kodiak bears, Um, what else? Uh, some nice 9-11 ephemera. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, uh, just all kinds of things. Lots of weird things. A car covered in tiles. Music of Yesterday, which is just endless streams of rooms, like, beautifully appointed. Miraculously appointed. One of them has a carriage in the middle of it that's being drawn by ferocious-looking tigers. But the point is they're full of musical instruments that play themselves and you drop in um, tokens and they play you a, a charming ditty. The Spirit of Aviation, which is a room full of like American Girl doll sized planes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 that's like an American Girl doll could fly in that and uh, in any shoot, of those planes. and shoot a Nazi if they wanted to. <laughs> the Carousel Room, which it features a uh, the largest carousel yeah. in the world. It has the most figures, at least, and none of them are horses. Which whirls around endlessly with like millions of light bulbs, and the entire ceiling is barnacled with mannequins draped in 
tunics with angel wings. And draped very loosely. A lot of, a, a lot of mannequin is, boobs at, at hanging out. At least one breast is exposed, yes. if not both. Yes. Um, but they're although, mannequins, so no nipples, so it's not actually dirty. Though let's not forget on the actual carousel, there are multiple female figures that are presumably meant to be sort of mermaid or centaurs. Yeah. But yet the centaur, the horse part begins like right above the knees. So it's like you plugged a lady into the top of a horse. You see everything. Everything, yeah. And then there's a horse attached to her knees. Yeah. There's a couple of those. Fine. A horse, so. to, a horse to the knees, as the old expression goes. <laughs> That's what it's referring to. You know, creepy ladies stuck in horse knees. The organ room, which is... We describe it as the Cathedral of Stuff, which is a dimly lit German fairy tale wood with fantastical musical instruments just kind of like all crammed up on top of each other in big spires, like a big spire of drums and then an enormous organ with just like a little like cityscape of, of huge pipes. And... It's all lit by like saloon style red chandeliers <laughs> and you walk up these like undulating cobblestone um, walkways and above you there are catwalks that have wooden figures wearing fantastical hats creeping around. Yep. That's what that's what that room is. The oh, du- very dark room. A very dark room. Hmm. It's actually probably my favorite room in the whole place. Carousel. I feel, yeah, the carousel's great too. The dollhouse room, which thankfully is very easy to describe. It's just a bunch of fantastical dollhouses. Sure is. The circus room, which is very much like the dollhouse room, except it's tiny circuses. The Inclu- armory. Including boat circuses. <laughs> including boat circuses, which we noticed this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the armory, which is guns and swords and jewels. Yep. I guess, yeah, which we charmingly heard a lady oh my say. God. Do you think those are the real ones? As in the, the real crown, crown jewels. Crown jewels. <laughs> They'll never think to look here. <laughs> and then, as if as if any of this was not enough already, there is a replica of the carousel made doll size. American Girl doll size. Yeah. And so you know how you're feeling right now listening to Mary describe all of that, Thomas? That's how you feel when you're there. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen pictures of it. And it just looks, I mean, I, I, it seems like going into it must be a real, like, just sensory overload experience. Yeah. I yep. think the first time we went, we just decided to stare at a blank wall when we got finished. We went to a restaurant that was quiet. Yeah, we went to a restaurant that had very bland walls, and we were all like, oh. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> oh, beige. I, I, of course, I think first encountered this, of course, in the pages of American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. this this is one of those places where that sounds like it's definitely fictional. <laughs> Yeah. I also heard a woman literally say, my eyes are so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Because you just get fatigued as you're going through. And I remember that feeling of like existential dread where I was like, I'm pretty sure we're never getting out of here the first time we went through. I do think, so I think the thing to really take away from House on the Rock and what's most amazing really highlights the best part of that that quote you mentioned earlier, Kelly, uh, with the woman who was like, you think those are real? It's that quite literally nothing in the museum is is authentic. It's all fake. It's all reproductions. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about it. Because it's not immediately apparent that that's the case. Mm-hmm. You're taking in things like reasonable. Then only after a while do you realize that not a goddamn thing in this museum is actually legitimate. The first time I went so through, full. it was like definitely when we got to the whale, I was like, oh, this place is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I think is actually really cool about it. So most museums are. 
most dinosaur dinosaur bone dinosaur bones that you look at are not real. They're plaster. But what about the last guy in the last place? (laughs) (laughs) He went and studied museums and took some (sighs) mental notes. That's, that's not my job to explain to you. That's that's your mother's job. <laughs> but what I really like about it is, yes, so everything is a facsimile. That does not bother me. That makes me like it even more, potentially. But what I really like about it is when you see stuff, nothing is like sideshow trickery. Like one of the music oh, yeah. rooms, it appears as if when you look up, you're seeing little like wooden angels and saints peering out at you and playing trumpets up there. That's what it appears to be through like kind of cut holes. Yeah. You think it's like mirrors or in this. Yeah. yeah. In this, like it looks like it's in this, like this kind of like, there's like a a structure over the whole room sort of. Yeah. Like a dome with cutouts. And then there are angels and saints there. And when you see it, you think there's no way someone would actually do this. That's a ton of work. And it's weird. This must be mirrors or it's like it's like a painting and it's like yeah. a relief of some sort. No, that's really what it is. Yeah. Like, so it's a guy taking a bunch of stuff that's not real and then doing doing incredibly real and intricate things with them with no trickery. I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah. There's something very pleasant about that. Like he built that big that big whale. Which is crazy. That there's nothing that's fake about that big whale. It well, is like when you see it, that that's what it is. Yeah. I think he imagined that big whale. I'm not sure he built that big yeah, whale. Well, well sure. He yeah, contracted yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. But he <laughs> paid to have the big whale. Like he's like, it's very important that this big whale exists. And people probably were like, I mean, can we like fudge it here and there? He's like, No. It's very important that detail. the terrifying octopus's eye is as tall as the humans who are standing yes. next to it. Yes, and it, it needs is. to be black and inky. Oh, my God. So like crazy. my it's, soul. It's very important that the mannequin uh, fisherman, ri- the Gordon fisherman <laughs> riding in a rowboat next to this melee has a very stoic expression on his face. <laughs> this sounds yeah. exactly like the kind of place that, like, Grant Morrison or Alan Moore would be super into. Yeah. You know, sort yeah. of, like, chaos magic, postmodern. You yes. Know, it's it all is. fake, but it's all real. But being fake is what makes it real. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. It does feel like a. I mean, like I don't have much funny to say about it, honestly, because it feels like a genuinely magical place to go to, and I think everyone should go to it because it's it's it is it, it is like a weirdly ecstatic experience to view it. Because again, like it's it's you just don't. There's simply nothing else quite like it. But like clearly, a lot of work. It's like the best type of forgery. It's forgery not for the sake of like commercial benefit or easy replication it's forgery done through love i guess yeah Uh, it's so fascinating it's forgery to like meet a larger goal yeah and in the end it forged my heart (laughs) 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 what do we have for uh categories guys kelly what do you have Uh, this is a textbook case of fever dreams in wonka land oh yeah a Fair. world created by a man. Well, is there a song that goes with this? It, it's still pure imagination. Pure uh, imagination. Boo, 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 doo, doo, doo. Thomas, what's your category? So it seems to me that some of these roadside attractions um, are museums uh, that exist just to kind of make someone's obsessive junk collecting make sense. You know, why do I have all this stuff? It must be because I wanted to display it. <laughs> and so I call this one Junk Closet of the Gods. Now with Gift Shop. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> nice, nice. Mine also comes with a song. <clears throat> Excellent. To dream 
The implausible dream to reach for every tad and trinket to build an undustable building to see your face reflected in an octopus eye. That's all I got. That's your category? Shit. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a repeat one at any point? Well, to dream the implausible dream. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Because it's implausible not. Implausible dream. Implausible. Yeah. You can, you can do this. It's just implausible. It, <laughs> Clearly someone did. But all you have to do is have a lifelong grudge against Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> all you have to do is have a childhood grudge against Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank. 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 Oh, man. I also enjoy all of... So, Thomas, there is a Frank Lloyd house. Like His house is there. Taliesin, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, right yeah. there. And so many people accidentally go to House on the Rock instead of it. <laughs> it's a hard... Although, once you're there, you're like... I mean, because when you drive up, you're just looking at so many, like, giant bronze lizards crawling around on plants. I agree. Those people get exactly what they Those deserve. Those people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But, <laughs> but the trip advisors are pretty fun to read, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, I, I'll confess this category makes a bit more sense in a couple entries, um, but I had to use it here. So the Hats in the Rock is kind of like a lot of things, except not, and except not is the category. Except not. Trust me, it'll make more sense in a second. <laughs> I like it. I like my category for this. I like Mary's category, That's too, because it yeah. involves singing. Kelly, you uh, going to be continue to be agreeable? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> nice. Hey guys, I just had a weird, gross thought. So if everything's fake, does that mean the 9/11 memorabilia is fake too? <laughs> <laughs> Those newspapers are not real. The, he- the headline does say jet fuel definitely melts steel beams. <laughs> so. <laughs> Man. I feel like this is all I can imagine. As you go in, you get like Walter Donovan from uh, Last Crusade being like, "Don't trust." anyone because <laughs> he didn't take my advice as a palate cleanser why not enjoy some of the milder pleasures of the midwest and what's more of wisconsin still i know and what's more inoffensive and and full of glory than a bite of freshwater whitefish <laughs> i give you the national freshwater fishing hall of fame in Hayward, Wisconsin. Which sounds pretty dry when you say it like that. No no fish pun intended there. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> what, uh, what, what, why are we talking about this thing? It just sounds like a, like a, like a shack for fisher well, people. As you know, Midwestern people, for the most part, are, are humble and modest folks. But in this particular case, <laughs> they have swallowed that those instincts. Taken the bait. <laughs> taken the bait and built the world's largest fiberglass structure in the form of a fearsome musculunge. <laughs> and it looks good. There is no deer hair in there. No. It's a good, yeah. The not fibers are strong. Oh, go ahead. Oh, not only is it a, scu- a sculpture, it's actually a structure. And you can you can stand inside it and look out the mouth. Apparently. People have gotten married yeah. inside the big muskie. Andrew, when we get our vows renewed, yeah, that's where we should do it. <laughs> Everybody's Done. taking a five-hour road trip. So Most we can people will drive longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, 143-foot-long musculunge, 25,000 square feet in seven buildings, featuring over 400 fish and 300 outboard motors. <laughs> Who cares says about Mary and Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, musky, the fish of love. Also. I do want to. I do want to <laughs> clarify. 
seven buildings. So you thought the House on the Rock was expensive? Uh, <laughs> Imagine if House on the Rock was just 400 mountain f- mounted fish and 300 outboard motors. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds great, though. I would... I'd go. I'd like, go. Yeah. Is this... I, I just question, is this really like a fishing hall of fame, or is this like an outboard motor hall of fame? <laughs> well, the fish, luckily, do outstrip the, the motens in, ter- in numbers. Well, I it's mean, a testament of it. human achievement. And fish failure. It's, really, it's, not really a, it's not really a hall of fame so much as it's a demonstration of skill. <laughs> do you think you could still go out on the ob- observation deck when it's winter? That's the real question. Uh, I don't mm. know. Sorry. I guess it depends on if uh, my cousin Booper, who lives in that area, has sprayed it down with um, de-icing de- salt or not, which Booper. is his very lucrative business. Huh. Well, thanks, yeah. Boop. Um, <laughs> you might ask yourself, why was he called Boop? Because he booped in his pants when he was little. <laughs> <laughs> if you were thinking to yourself, maybe this nickname is not rude. It is. It is. Oh it's quite God. rude. Merit, making it easier and easier to dox ourselves. Let's all say our mom's maiden name and our favorite color. <laughs> I'm a childhood sorry. friend, our first pet. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you <laughs> that you have your uh, security question always set to, what's the rudest nickname that you know of? For a cousin. <laughs> For a cousin. <laughs> Funniest cousin nickname. <laughs> Technically, his second cousin? He's my mother's cousin. That's your right. Cousin. That's true, true. What's the best second cousin you have? <laughs> Once again, to be fair, it, like easier and easier to be like on my mom's dad's side. It's oh my god. Um, to be fair, if a security question was, did ask me, "What's your best second cousin?" I would write down Boober, <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. Um, so I think that this is a, a, a stop one for the dads. Mm, okay. It seems like a place like a yep. dad could spend endless amounts of time while their children like go up in the muskie's mouth and then are like, all right, I'm basically done here. And dad's like, no, no, we've got 300 more <laughs> motors to go. And yeah, we're looking at every single one of them. Every Jimmy. single one of them. Yeah. Literally six more buildings to go through. Oh so my God. My... Speaking as a dad though, the dirty secret there is. Your dad doesn't care about the outboard motors. He just wants you to leave him alone. <laughs> so we can have some quiet. He, he wants to bore you into submission. Oh, man. He wants no you dad to be... actually enjoys watching golf or knowing about the Civil War. <laughs> Cultivating aggressively boring hobbies. He just, he just wants the kid to be so happy when they finally get back in the car and you're never stopping at McDonald's. You're just so relieved you're not looking at a motor. <laughs> or alternatively, you beat them down and then you take the McDonald's and they act like you are God himself. <laughs> <laughs> and internally you think to yourself, I'm the outboard motor now. <laughs> of life. Not the muskie. No. No. Okay. The muskie gets caught. Uh, the true. motor the motor makes everything happen. The motor does the catching. <laughs> yep. If you're if you're fishing with them, Andrew's never been fishing, and you can tell that because he's like, we fish with the motor, right? <laughs> I I attach my rod to the motor, right? Would you like to grasp my rod, motor? <laughs> so in so, so my category celebrates um, iconic vacation dads everywhere, and is 
Clark Grisballs to the walls. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. I uh, so this is the first of a series of of, uh, of uh, attractions that really centers around like is it a location or an organization that centers around one gigantic effigy of something. And the first thing that came to mind when I thought of that was, of course, the films. Wicker Man, both versions. Oh, I was going with Planet of the Apes. I, that would be good too, but Wicker Man came to mind. But of course, unlike Wicker Man, which a uh, sort of secretive society builds a large Wicker Man, sacrifices somebody inside of it for various reasons, depending on which version of the film you're looking at. Uh, these these aren't these aren't secret. They're very public. So uh, my my category uh, is this is how it got burned. <laughs> a oh, reference no. to the quote, "How did it get burned?" How did it get burned from the second version of the Wicker this Man? This is how it got burned. This is how it got burned. A a? Oh, you know, this is how, <laughs> this it, got is how it got burned. This is how it got burned. So, you know. My yeah. category was the duck test. <laughs> okay. Because right. it's a giant fish. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And the accompanying song is Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> a la the Billy Bass fish. <laughs> be happy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good deep cut. See, high concept coming through. I, I like it. it. Let's... Uh, let's Let's just walk our minds back to 1997. I'd like to revisit a movie and a role so big it may have ruined the career and indeed the very life of its creator and star. That man is Mr. Mike Myers. And that monkey (laughs) paw of a role is Austin Powers. Therefore, I propose for this category, Wedding Tackle Out. Oh! Okay. This is this is mostly because Thomas and I hold a huge grudge against that movie because we would have liked to see many many more So I Married an Axe Murderers and mm. far fewer Austin Powers movies. True, true. I'm gonna have to quibble about that. Mike Myers had an excellent excellent role after Austin Powers, Shrek. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay. <laughs> what can we say? <laughs> Kelly saw that's his face, oh. and she's a believer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like Austin Powers was impossibly bit. You guys remember? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was it was literally everywhere. It also makes no sense. Like it's a li- it's literally like a movie parroting Peter Wingard for God's yeah. sakes. Like <laughs> who the like that's not common. It's actually if you all. if you watch um if you watch one of those uh, Dean Martin spy movies. Oh yeah. It makes Austin Powers very like not funny because it's almost not parody because yeah. in his he has a round bed that moves and then. Depot like tips and deposits you into a hot tub. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I know. Yeah. I was like, where does one where does one procure such an item? <laughs> Wait, yeah, hold no. on. So that bed only works if you're in it and you're nude and you don't care if your sheets <laughs> fall in your hot tub. No, you fall at the bottom of the sheets because the sheets are stapled to the side of the bed. Well, this is what I'm gonna say. This is definitely Wait, this- time before cell phones. <laughs> 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 oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and iPad, yeah. you're just you're just like watching some <laughs> pornography in your bed, like you do. <laughs> you, you accidentally hit, hit the hot tub button. You hit the wrong lever. Suddenly, you're going for your posh lube. Hit right. the lever. <laughs> you're posh. You're going for a condom to have a posh wank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and, and and then you shoot your jets into the pool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You go into you go into the pool shooting your jets. Nice, not really <laughs> gross. <laughs> so gross. You don't want to think about a terrified man ejaculating while going no, no, no. <laughs> trying to right. grab his no, phone no. and hold a it up. Very calm, Dean Martin 
laughing and ejaculating while falling into a pit <laughs> that ends with a hot tub in his own house. And because he's such a drunk, <laughs> it's a semi-hard penis. Oh, <laughs> it's really and more... He's such a dr- because he's such a drunk, it's not semen. It's like mostly scotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, The dick should be described as heavy versus erect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Puffy. Puffy dick. <laughs> Flushed, I think, like his cheeks. <laughs> I just realized how fun it's going to be to edit our podcast, Thomas. <laughs> it's going to be so his, dirty. His dick just kind of looks like W.C. Fields' nose. <laughs> <laughs> but but with, with, a, with a bit of a run. His, his, dick, his dick is sort of like if you leave a zucchini on your countertop too long, a little too pliable. But but you soak it in whiskey to make a pickle and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you soak it in whiskey to make a pickle? Yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Yeah. All right, we need a category. What's a good <laughs> yeah, idea is we need a category. I think Mary gets Mary that Mary gets it. Boom! Yep. Boom, 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 boom. To the walls. <laughs> Speaking of balls, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> uh. Yeah, speaking of balls is a great segue to this next one. Um... It's the Sun Aura Resort Leg Sundial in Roseland Lake Village, Indiana. Mm. It's a lot of extra words. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like township lake farm Hamlet. place. Count, incorporated county district. It's like one of those there's a place in Wisconsin that I we like to camp called Campbellsville Sport, a Campbell Sportville or something like that. It's too long. It's, it's like, like a Fletch name. It's like th- <laughs> yeah, it's like a Fletch name. Your only thing. Clark Chris balls to the wall. Yeah. yeah. So what's uh, what's the deal with this leg? Is it just a leg? Is that all? So, is that not well, no, no, it's a sundial. It tells the time. No, also, you know who definitely knew that it wasn't just a leg? My works internet filter. <laughs> when I tried to click this, it was like no nudity. Oh my god! <laughs> Slap on the hand, and then <laughs> and then I sweated bullets for a couple of days, being like, is "Someone gonna come and talk to me about this?" No one did yet. Um, yet <laughs> she's at a different job now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh. The sun or a uh, sundial is the flagship <laughs> item uh, at a news resort and campgrounds that opened in 1933. You know, I think the first question that pops into my mind when I hear the word nude, nudist resort is, uh, am I truly nude if I'm wearing a watch? And I think the answer must be no, because otherwise, why would they make a gigantic sundial? It solves the problem. You can be fully invested in your nudity. No accessories. Tackle out. Uh, I would like to tell you that that there... (laughs) are only two places in camp where you absolutely positively have to be naked. This is also one of fun facts. This is like, the rest of the time you can be like halvesy naked. You can wear your watch. <laughs> However, you cannot wear your watch in their Olympic-sized swimming pool. <laughs> For doing laps. Yeah. You know? Or in the uh, hot tub in the roundhouse. Which yeah, is a six-person like, hot tub, I think. They're like Pretty sauna. Tiny. It's a very small hot tub. Yeah. yeah. It's very in- intimate. It's intimate. intimate. Um, also, yeah, I do. I appreciate this sort of optional nudity because the, the big attractions beyond those uh, aquatic ones are trails for walking, biking, and golf cart touring, which I feel like must have there must have been so many great couples conversations slash touring. fights going on. It's like I don't want to ride the golf cart nude. Well, we're, why are we here then? What are we even doing here? I don't want to ride a mountain bike with my penis out. <laughs> 
That sounds painful. <laughs> that's terrible. I don't want to play racquetball with all my with all my tender bits exposed. <laughs> Can I please wear a cup? <laughs> the the highlight game. That got cup real bad. better be very transparent, young man. Um, also, the only place you could take photos at this resort is by the leg. Mm-hmm, Are mm-hmm. you a little bit so? so Nineteen thirty three. That's 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 kind of early i would think I mean, was, for a nudist resort it was the depression people needed to get their dicks out so, after world war one it's the ptsd that, strikes, oh, that strikes me as being very much in the era of like healthy bodies and nature like lots of vigorous <laughs> bracing nudity and like cold showers yes well i will take you through i'll take you through the owners because it's a mixed bag it definitely was that in 1933 um it was called club zorro <laughs> and it was fo- founded it was founded the fuck so canny and free da, 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 da. <laughs> did everybody wear a mask and brown face a la oh. mask of sorrow oh. they're just uh, making the mark of the z with their dicks um and when a time was great they could do it in the snow easily and it was founded by a man <laughs> named alos knapp who is a chicago lawyer by day and editor of the sunshine and health magazine by night ah. and is is commonly known among people in the know about nudism as the father of nudism in America. Wow. (laughs) The inventor of nudity. (laughs) Before 1933, people didn't know. People didn't know you could just be naked. One day, I took my pants off and I just continued. And miraculously, there I was. Exposed to the world. I think you never put them back on. Underneath my underpants, there's something else. (laughs) A whole new world. (laughs) Mortimer, come into my laboratory. (laughs) I've made a remarkable discovery. What is it, Professor Knapp? We must write about it in the circular. Um, so Club Zero, Zoro, Zorro. Club Zorro eventually passed into the hands of Dale and Mary Dorset and their son. Oh, we missed so many swordplay jokes. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. And their son, appropriately named Dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Some jokes are just perfect. And that's one of them. Oh, that's just a fact. God. Why didn't he just go by Rich? <laughs> or Richard? Maybe his birth name Little was Dick. Richie. Maybe on his birth certificate it says Dick. <laughs> Somebody out there must live that life. All right, Andrew, you need to calm down because I'm about to say his name again. Okay, no problems. So Dale and Ma- Dale and Mary kind of kept its health spa kind of mm. environment, but then when it passed on to Dick, like a kidney stone, he had big ideas. <laughs> he renamed the place Naked City. <laughs> Like full on Joe Blue. Oh my god! And made it and made it home and made it the home of the Ms. Nude Teeny Bopper contest. Oh, oh no! And Aaron Gobralis dance on St. Patrick's Day. Have you ever right. wanted to see a, a nude person jig? <laughs> you could every day of my life. A naked city. Come how on old, down. How old are you if you're a Teeny Bopper? Excellent question. Oh God! And that he, in fact, is the per is the person. He, in fact, built the giant lady sundial, which, uh, like sundial, which is sixty three feet long, and uh, does in fact work. Nice. 
so you might wonder why is this, why does it now have such a a stage Square name compared name. Yeah. to uh, to Naked City? <laughs> well, was it because Dick spent all of his money on like velvet kimo- velvet robes and kimonos? No, Urban Dictionary <laughs> he just says around to open no I'm belt. Into it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Gold chains around his hairy chest. So Naked City closed in 1986 when Dick was run out of the whole state of Indiana on child molestation charges. Oh, God. Teeny Bopper is between 11 and 16, according to Urban Dictionary. Oof. Oof. Oh, that's not great. Oh, that's not bad. Great. Oh, that's not bad. Great. Jesus Christ. Not great. <sighs> oh, but, God. but, but with two but, T's. But <laughs> the legacy of the leg lives on. The leg remains. And so does the resort. And it's now under new management. Nude with, management. Nude management <laughs> with um with whistle clean spots to pitch a tent. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want a little bit more privacy, they'll rent you an RV or a cabin. <laughs> Sounds great. I would bring your own uh. sheets. They all, oh, they also have the mandatory uh. volleyball courts too. That every nudist. <laughs> I did think it was really funny. So, of course, when my company filter picked this up, I was like, man, what's going on on this website? And uh, when I finally got home to my completely, you know, un- unencumbered internet. <laughs> Your NSFW laptop. I, uh, was f- I was really pleased to see so many weird people's pictures of this resort. <laughs> yep. Uh. Um, it has a dune, quote unquote, which I believe is a waterless beach. <laughs> Um, AKA just a big sandbox for you to lie down on. Oh, man. If, if you wish to, in and all together. For cats to shit in. <laughs> and one assumes. You know what? I'm, just, I'm, I'm happy at this resort, but my ass is just so smooth. I nah, need to, like, so I need to cram something abrasive in there. You know really what? Your ass is only going to get smoother if you rub some sand on <laughs> it. It's a natural exfoliant. Yeah, there we go. Um. <laughs> So uh, the new management seems like very legitimate and like it's not just clean. a dick with like a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> the now totally over eighteen teeny bopper. The adult bopper competition. <laughs> but you have to be under the age of twenty. Better than the adult booper competition. <laughs> That's a different evening at the resort. You have teeny to be the age of. 18 and 19 to participate. <laughs> well, the booper contest is like after the show. <laughs> well, it's hard to boop in your pants when you're a nudist. I would like pants. to point out. Oh, you're I just booping. Free, free I was booping. more thinking of like, you know, boop. No, like when you poke oh. somebody's nose, you say boop. And then I was thinking of doing it to dicks. <laughs> wow, Kelly. Um, but the uh, but there's a little bit of hint of, a lady. The, of the the swinging <laughs> wild past here in the uh, FAQs where they say simply what adults do in the privacy of their tents, campers or cabins are their own business. So they're libertarians too. <laughs> <laughs> but also like logically any campground, right? Like if you want to, you know, have, swing, have missionary <laughs> married sex in your cabin like wouldn't it be weirder if they were like we ask you to please refrain from sexual activity we are every, a christian every, family establishment if you want to run back to your cabin throw some clothes on and have some normal sex <laughs> thomas actually every time you enter a state park in wisconsin in like there's a huge sign that says no fucking <laughs> <laughs> here, are the, here are the rules 
Circle. No outside firewood. Make sure your kids aren't too damn no loud. No glass. No glass on the lake. And no fucking. Sometimes Keep you see your pants, guys. Some, some just say, uh. Celibacy only! <laughs> Some just say uh, ass, grass, or gas. No one writes people. They cross out ass, so it's just grass or gas. Yeah. Weirdly enough, it's not. It's ass. <laughs> oh, wait, can you imagine anything sleazier to say to somebody? <laughs> oh, that's like a phrase. I didn't invent I know. That. No, I know. I know, but it's so true. I didn't think that you made up that revolting phrase. No, I'm glad. I think it's actually etched on his family crest. <laughs> 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 I think this is wonderful. The, I the feel fam- like I feel like America, we often think about our puritanical roots, but now no longer must we flee to Florence to see literal <laughs> meters of marble dick. We can just go to Indiana. <laughs> it's great. Oh, uh, man, I do appreciate it. I think, you know, a leg seems so gentle compared to what it could have been, by which I, of course, mean a penis. Oh, I was thinking immediately of a vagina. I'm like, that wouldn't work. Is no, oh, yeah, it's a terrible sundial. But, you know. That but, woman's, that Eve's breasts are way too lumpy to be able to <laughs> cast a shadow just of any really worth. tall you know nipple. What? I'm just saying, Eve oh, probably God. needs a man. An Audi <laughs> belly button, the most revolting <laughs> sundial of all time. Uh, Sorry about my sniffing. <laughs> all right, uh, category oh, uh, Andy. Um... I went with another because this is a single large sort of effigy in the center of this uh, community. Uh, this is how it got burned. This is how it got burned. Yep. I like it. Thomas, <clears throat> men's um, ceremony, so the men go yes. first. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, this one, you would think, which of my many nudity-based categories would I pick? <laughs> but this one is, of course, wedding tackle out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, this one I have as the sound Tim Allen makes when he grunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a grunt. Tim <laughs> Allen doesn't know what a grunt is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a I have a twist on on a previous category to make it make more sense for this one. Everybody, calm down. Okay. I think this is okay. what's called cheating. Mm. I think that's what's called being a whiner baby. Oh. Um, and it's instead of Heartland of Darkness, I have Heartland colon After Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you just won. I feel like it goes to Kelly. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In my mind, it's not actually the. It, the category is. The sound Tim Allen makes when he grunts. I, no, I'm I know glad. that. That's, that's I, I'm easier aware. to type. I'm aware. I'm aware. But that would is you the sound you're referring to. Would you be really surprised if you found out that Tim Allen was also like super into being a nudist? That seems like something <laughs> that'd be like right up his alley. No, I wouldn't. But like judgy, like a judgy nudist. He's a Republican nudist. <laughs> so a judgy I like how nudist, now yeah. we're like he's definitely a nudist. I like yeah. that we're also like we're, you're like a Republican nudist, and we're all like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, well the Republican type of nudist. <laughs> he's Republican nude, which means that he's always wearing socks and sensible shoes. <laughs> he's, he's nude except socks for wraparound holographic sunglasses. That's right, and he make all the women have to be fully dressed, head to toe. <laughs> Uh, all the women over, over the age of 20 have to be fully yeah. dressed. I think is what you mean. That's the, right. The adult boppers. The adult, the adult bopper. boppers. The adult boppers. But he can ask them to take off their clothes anytime <clears throat> he wants, and they have to do it. And by ask, rules. we mean demand. <laughs> Welcome to Tim Allen's America. Huh? 
friend of the show, friend of the show, Tim Allen. Tim, if you can hear me and you want to come on Categorical Oracle, be a guest host, or you want to come on Crypt Creepers and be the and be the keeper, we'd love that. <laughs> Crypt Creepers. It helps if I get the name of my own show right. Come on, Crypt Creepers. You want to come on? Maybe host an episode. <laughs> All right, guys. That was the Crypt Creeper doing it, Tim Allen Grunt. <laughs> So <laughs> good evening, boys good and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we have a, <laughs> a tale of terror and home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> a tale of terror. It's a woman trying to use tools. <laughs> Turns out Wilson More is just ahead power. on that version of the show. Like, Turns out Wilson is a woman. Turns out <laughs> It turns oh out that Wilson is missing his face below the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily for you guys, one of the Johnston siblings here is not a dad and is willing to stop for a pit stop. So, <laughs> let's take a break. And I'm going to tell you about uh, a podcast I've been working on for the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. And I want to tell you guys about it. I'm Mary Johnston. And I'm Kate Whitney. And we're the hosts of Space Bras, a brand new podcast coming to the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. We're a couple of best friends who are digging into sci-fi media and pulling out hot feminist takes. Starting on June 1st, join us every other Friday as we discuss a genre we love and unpack social justice issues that matter now. Find us on OutrageousMechanisms.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are sold. Well, from the <laughs> from the uh, sublime to the ridiculous. Next up, we have in Fairfield, Ohio, uh, Jungle Jim's International Market, a place that my brother and I have been. Me too. Oh, Andrew as well. With you, yeah. What? Yeah, this was like ten years ago, so it's not. <laughs> Once again, three out of four is. I've never been. Yeah. What if Hell I was just like upgrades I've been. that have happened in the past decade? <laughs> Yeah, apparently there's a Starbucks now, which seems kind of weak to me. Really? Yeah, I read that. They've, is... also, they've also added a CC's. <laughs> added a CC's. Just added a CC's. Added a CC's. <laughs> added a pizza. pizza. Added a grocery store. Sure. Just added a, 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 a pizza buffet. To a grocery store that's basically an aquarium you can eat at, but you can eat the actual subjects at. Uh, Spoilers. Thomas, would, you, would you, as the person living closest to this uh, glorious spot, like to give us a little idea of what this place is? Sure. Yeah. Jungle Jim's International Market is, 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 is a, frankly, enormous independent grocery store. There's actually, I think, two locations now. I've only been to the, the one that's to the north of Cincinnati. The, no, just the of Cincinnati. OG. You're right. And Jungle Jim's International Market is 200,000 square feet Jesus. of grocery store meets Chuck E. Cheese. Um, <laughs> when you enter, when, when you drive up to the parking lot, there are a bunch of uh, jungle animals in like concrete statue form outside. There are fountains. There's a, as far as I can tell, maybe permanently broken monorail, raised monorail that's kind of <laughs> around it. And, uh, when you go in, this is the only grocery store I've ever been in where there's a map, like a theme park, where they kind of show you where stuff is as you enter it. And um, you were invited to to get a taste of the jungle, <laughs> and boy, do you. <laughs> um, this place has been featured on Modern Marvels and Unwrapped, so you know it's a big deal. Mark Summers and has th- been there. Ooh. And it's a, 
it's really like the biggest grocery store with big international food section, especially butchering and ev- everything you can imagine. Including adult-oriented hot sauces. <laughs> yes. With animatronic stuff everywhere. There's a they have a they have a like a little house band that are the General Mills mascots, which is a repurposed Showtime pizza. There is um, they are famous for their uh, porta potty toilets. The doors to their bathroom look like porta potties from a local porta potty company, Por- and they even porty-potty. have a dummy one for you to take pictures by. Um, so you don't have... clog up the actual can, right? Right, because that would be rude and gross. So are you telling me they this ha- place is so big they have porta potties inside of it? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. no, no, no. The, the, the regular bathrooms have sort of like a plastic shell around the outer door that looks like a porta potty. Oh, and they're like, Come the on door, the and it takes you to a plumbed bathroom, right? Right, and there right. are TV monitors above the porta johns doorways <laughs> that are reporting on the happenings within the bathroom. Have like a fake news report where it's like, John, now we're coming from bathroom number five. Looks like the soap dispenser's running low. What are we going to do? Oh, I thought it was going to be more like, someone's playing battle shits. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as Andrew alluded to earlier, they also have a adult-oriented hot sauce section, which I, in my naivete the first time I went as a young college student, I didn't quite get, but definitely... The hot sauce aisle is set up to look like the adult film aisle in, like, a video rental place. <laughs> because, you know, when you're talking about capsaicin and hot sauce, the thing you want to think about is masturbating. Yeah. Uh, that seems very socially irresponsible of them. But but there's that. They have a – their international food section looks like Epcot, um, if, like the – like uh, with their British food. So you can buy, like, a Yorkie bar, but there's, like, giant animatronic uh, Robin Hood up above you. Who, by there's, the way, like, is – I wouldn't throw out a bed for eating crackers. Hmm. <laughs> wow, he's, he's kind of handsome. Hmm, okay. They have, they have, you know, sort of. They ha- there's like just tons of sombreros and stuff in the Mexican food section, where you can get a Mexican Coke. That there's, you know, like, and, oh, and there's music that goes with all of these sections of too. So like, you know, they start playing like Bollywood music, and you know, you're about to enter the Indian food section with elephants. And, you know, so there's all this kind of stuff. There's a Greek section. There's also a little movie theater, uh, which which has like. A dozen seats, maybe, that tells the Jungle Jim's story. And there is, in fact, a man, Jungle Jim, who still runs the places, who started on this site, I believe, or maybe adjacent to this site, with a literal, like, like portable fruit stand in the 70s. I- and... Now he is he has Horatio Aldred himself into running this this crazy <laughs> enormous and I assume when you meet him he's like please jungle Jim is my father. <laughs> actually actually hilarious enough he just goes by jungle. See? I know. So, and, and I know what's up. So if you call him jungle you'll most likely see him um wearing um a per- his price wizard's robe which is like a purple robe that has dollar signs all over sure. it. Um, zipping up and down the aisles of uh, Jungle Gyms on a Segway. Uh, oh, how nice. Also, fun Bird's to know scared. that he's got a, probably a fetish for uh, uh, heat-related penis pain and bathroom news. <laughs> One can only assume. <laughs> bathroom news! <laughs> bathroom updates and hot sauce wanks. Oh, no, bathroom <laughs> news is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so, so, of course, like this place sells like all kinds of novelty sodas, and they have a huge beer and wine section, and... They have they have a huge butcher section. You can buy like you know sheep's heads and like weird stuff like that. You can buy durians, um, any sort of meat or any, anything you can imagine. But also, it's just a grocery store too. But it's <laughs> enormous. Like there are, I mean, it seems like an just endless checkout counters. Um, 
on the other, as you leave on the other side of the checkout counters, they have all the sports teams that they sponsor, and they must sponsor like every Pee Wee sports team in the county. <laughs> um, just, just tons and tons. Like it's kind of weird because in addition to like all this kind of like you know stunt animatronic you know weirdness. Also, they have, you know, just mass... You can buy piles and piles of Diet Coke and white bread there, too. Yeah, you can just buy, you can just buy toilet paper and bananas if you want. But, 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 but everything is big. Like, the scale is just huge. What's really funny, and I think kind of a testament to this also, is that he doesn't have things custom-made for him. He buys junk, and then they figure out what to, what do, to with do with it. it. Hmm. For example, so, like, I, you know... Um, there are a lot of, uh, fiberglass animals. There's sort of like a Sahara watering hole. And then there's a sea serpent. He got the serpent from a, a Kentucky aquarium that went out of business. That hmm. must've been a really sad sale. Oh God. Um, and the, then, he, then he sold all the fish for his food in and his the tanks. <laughs> and the African watering hole, uh, animals are from a defunct mini golf course. Hmm. Um, so, so those things are more obvious, but then. Like, all of the store windows are bulletproof glass, not because it's necessary, but just because Jungle got a good deal on it. <laughs> sure. So there it is. Um, I've been flipping through the pictures of this place on TripAdvisor. I highly recommend it to our listeners. Yeah. I yeah, mean... It's 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 easily the coolest grocery store you'll ever go to, which... I mean, you know, yeah. Andrew will I have be, been to a Trader yeah, Joe's. Excuse me. <laughs> Andrew will be very excited to learn that you can get a ranch flavored soda. Oh, God. Oh God. Blah. Also, <laughs> there's apparently a butter bar. Oh, yeah. For like yeah, butters around the world. Hmm. They have a big cheese, too, where they have like this huge hanging cheese you can buy. Cheese that, oh, I just saw the big cheese. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, umpty hundred thousand whatever pounds. It's uh, big cheese. Yeah. The big cheese. Yeah. And I think they cut it every every year they have a big thing where they cut the big cheese. They cut cheese. the cheese. They also have it's a good They also have a hot sauce festival or something big, that they do. The big it's ba- big on bathroom news. Big bathroom news. <laughs> yeah. We're cutting the it cheese. Has, it has venues for meetings and stuff in it. They have a cooking school <laughs> attached to it. Like this thing is just metastasized and grown into like from like I'm telling you like a fruit stand <laughs> where it's like some dude in in 70s shorts, like, like hawking bananas. Like, Being like, please roadside. call me Jungle. <laughs> he basically did this so that he could have the nickname Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Really committed to that self-nickname. And also in the, in the mo- erotic hot sauce. In the origin story movie, there's lots of, like, 70s camcorder footage and him uh, narrating over it later. And he'll be like, who's that handsome guy? And he's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a handsome little devil I was. Yeah. Um, but it's like Sunset Boulevard, just really dark. Oh. It's like he watches his old movies and just lives in the past. Um, uh, what do we have category-wise? So this is the... What, remember earlier I had a category that I said it would make more sense later on? That time is now. <laughs> so this is like something else. It's like Epcot, except not. Except it's not. <laughs> so except, except, except not. It's Epcot. Except not. 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 Oh, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, keeping with uh, Jungle Jim's twin loves of uh, <laughs> providing the best damn grocery store you could ever go to and keeping and, and, and like ho- uh, hoovering up defunct showbiz pizza um, uh, ephemera. Um, this one's definitely a junk closet of the gods now with gift shop. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I do kind of feel like what would weird men do without showbiz pizza existing and then going out of business. 
We didn't have showbiz pizzas here. Mm. A reference I do not understand. We, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but yeah. it, it had weirder animatronics. Um, I have a new category for this, mm. which is I think it's lovely to incorporate high-class, like, five-star entertainment into just normal stuff that families do together. That's, like, that should be, it's a vacation every day, right? Every time you need toilet paper or bananas, you go on a little family trip, <laughs> trippy trip. Um, so, and it, it brings people together and bonds families to one another. Um, and that those things matter and you create memories. So I called this Never Terrace a la carte. <laughs> <laughs> Carts filled without any? Yes. Like a shopping yep. cart? Yes. Nice. Uh, this is my final fever dream in Wonka land. Mm, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thomas, what was your category again? Junk Closet of the Gods I now with Gift Shop. I think it's that one. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. yeah. Thomas that wins. One. Congratulations. Hooray. Thomas wins, and not just because he was complaining a minute like, ago. <laughs> very good at that. A win's a win. <laughs> so we are going from a place that is maximalist in every way, tries to ho- holistically cover every weird animatronic, big, crazy thing one could stuff into a grocery store. To um, to something quite quite more like not necessarily smaller but more singular, um, it takes unwavering confidence to hitch your <laughs> tourism dollars to to one and a one attraction star. But when you got it, you got it. And Darwin, Minnesota, has got it with the world's largest ball of twine. <laughs> you know, the most fascinating thing about this movie was they were like flavors of this there were like four different potential options for the actual world's biggest ball of twine well so this one is the <clears throat> largest hand Made, la- wrapped yeah. ball of twine by one person by, one person. by a single, by person. A single, by a single, by a single human. obsessive lunatic so i'm sure all the minnesota people are being like yeah not cheating yeah i can hear every minnesota person i've ever met saying that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what's fa- this one really fascinates me. I asked this question sort of not a, not as a joke, but just as a serious point. Like, you know, this is such an iconic image in terms of roadside attractions. Like, this is like the Uber roadside attraction. I just like want to know, like, why is that? Like, why does this captivate our imaginations so much? Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. Why is this like? Why, why is this made fun of? So I think it's because it is so ludicrous. But honestly, if you could go see it. You, you would. would. Yeah. Um, so the ball is made out of baled, baler twine. It's 12 feet in diameter and weighs 17,400 pounds. Um, and it was made by one man, Francis A. Johnson, who began rolling the twine. Not Johnston. Johnson. No T. Yeah. No, no They're Minnesotan folks. So no res- gotta, Well. It's your mom's side. What was her maiden name again? <laughs> Not telling you. <laughs> um, he began rolling the twine on March of uh, 1950. He wrapped for four hours every day yes. for 29 years. Oh, my God. What was his what job? Was, what was his job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, he has eight hours of leisure time. <laughs> he has eight hours to work, eight hours of leisure time, and eight hours to sleep. Are you telling me that you think using half of his leisure time to wrap twine seems like a mismanagement guys what can i say he was he was really bound to the objective for 29 (laughs) years 
<laughs> and think about the think about the rapping that happens when after it you know gets really big. Uh, it's something that said that after he finished rapping, it, the thing could only be manipulated with industrial strength. Railroad jacks typically used for box cars. <laughs> yes. And where was he doing this? His front lawn. Sure. Minnesota. <laughs> Um, but the community built a nice little gazebo for it now, and you can go see yeah, it. Yeah, they rolled it right into this gazebo. They could roll it because Johnson cared the most that he had a, a perfectly spherical ball of twine. He That's why he was jacking it up in the air, so he could get the, the baler twine underneath it, so he could make a ball, not like an egg or a cone of twine. N- not a bullshit mound. Yeah. Totally, totally healthy way to think about the world. Not Very a job of the hut of twine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, what do we have category-wise? I can start. I'll start sure, in a while. Do it. Um, so I think that mine mine kind of goes in two different ways. So obviously this is a much larger version of something that's familiar to us, a ball of twine. But also, as you pointed out, Andrew, it's like it's kind of iconic as like tourist trap destination. So like you can almost use this as shorthand for the concept of tourist traps, period. So of course this is the metascumorphosis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I came went along the same lines and I called it a sitcom sit stop. Mm, okay. More, yes. Well it's just song? a sitcom stop and sit stop rhymes. I like it. <laughs> Alliteration's like it. nice. It's somewhere the friends would go. <laughs> yes. Does it have a song? No, this is somewhere where the Martin no, Crane doesn't. would take. It the, could be the friends. His it's... sons on Frasier. Not <laughs> the whole like, song. I just. I still don't feel welcome in your home. <laughs> I've been living here for fifteen years. Shut up, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so, for mine, the ball of twine is, is a kitsch icon, and I would say roadside royalty. Mm-hmm. It's been immortalized in song and story. It speaks of a simpler, less cynical time. In these troubled times, we truly need it. So I call this one Gravity Falls Apart. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I went with uh, This Is How It Got Burned. Because it is like a, this a is central, how it got burned. central Don't effigy. burn that ball of twine. They're no, going to no, be real no, mad no, at you. No, no, no. Also, you want to commit arson. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Team Thomas. Team Thomas. Yeah. Spam, 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 spam. Lovely spam. Lovely spam. Wonderful spam. Wonderful spam. Spam, spam, spam. Lovely spam. Wonderful spam. Spam, spam, spam. We're going to the Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota. Minnesota's getting some rough cuts in this episode. Yeah. Well, you know what? The two most exciting things in Minnesota, a ball of twine and a Spam Museum. It was the most exciting things I could find. I am going to be real with you. Mm. And I believe that one Ms. Kelly told me that she would like to go to the Spam Museum. I would go to the Spam Museum. Look, look, look. So, you know, <laughs> reading reading about all these different places, the Spam Museum, when you read about what's supposed to be in it, it seems like it's like half spam puns <laughs> and like half nothing. <laughs> oh, really? I kind of thought that seemed like there was a lot of oh. stuff. Oh, I this the one... Guy- Oh, this one made me feel sad in like an existential kind of way. I don't know why. Oh. Like, I think like looking at the spam museum, something about it seemed like it was just. Dep- I would say perhaps it, imagine if you met a new friend and that friend said, "Come on over to my house. I'll cook you a fantastic dinner," and that dinner was just like spam with a side of black olives and Man, wasn't this is in a the middle joke. Of nowhere. <laughs> 
that's lip, lip. like that's what it felt like. Me. I like, would just oh, like I would God. just like to tell you that your opinion is not popular. Really? Because so Hormel is headquartered, <clears throat> which makes spam, is headquartered mm. in Austin. And in 1991, it decided to celebrate its success by opening a small storefront company museum at just a local mall. Rent was cheap. They were like, it's the Hormel Museum. But the only thing people cared about was spam <laughs> when they went. So they rebranded as the Spam Museum. And they have had to upsize twice. Jesus. To meet with the crazy demand for for more spam information and uh, and curated items. And now they are prominently set up in downtown Austin, like on the strip, the Spam Museum. So it's doing quite well for itself. Good for spam. Well, let, let me just read you uh, a, a little passage from Wikipedia. The location in downtown Austin is approximately 14,000 square feet in size and comprises seven main galleries. These include Can Central, the heart of the museum, the World Market, where visitors can learn about advertising and use of spam and spam-based recipes from 44 different nations, a World War II-themed exhibit explaining the importance of spam as a staple for American troops, and Spam Brand 101, an interactive exhibit where visitors learn about 15 varieties of spam and families are able to compete in the assembly of mock <laughs> cans of spam. Can Central sounds like it should be a part of Naked City. <laughs> can Central. <laughs> Check it's, out the cans. It's just right around the corner from uh, from City Hall. <laughs> Naked the City gift, Hall. Naked City Hall. You did gift shop offers hundreds of spam branded items and gifts. Volunteer guides known as spam ambassadors, visitors, small bits of spam on a toothpick or pretzel stick, commonly known as spamples. Oh, spamples. So I, I am. I would like to point out that this is a free museum. Yeah. So you can spamples. have. A, so you can have. You can have lunch there. A person will take you on a guided tour for absolutely free, and that's good because I want to save all my folding money for all the spam koozies and glow-in-the-dark boxer shorts that they sell in the gift shop. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? That sounds great. It is in the middle Wikipedia of nowhere. Wikipedia had some great pictures, mm-hmm. too. They had a canstrument uh, display, which were in- musical instruments that have been made out of spam yeah. cans. I also liked that the one where it was like, how many cans of spam tall are you? I like that one, too. So I like the one that just says, the spam museum at dusk. <laughs> you know, like as if you're like looking at something artistic and beautiful. <laughs> I mean, to some people, I liked yeah. the I liked the sculpture of the farmer with the cows in front. <laughs> not, not really. I, those, those those cows are like yay, eat pigs. So the man behind spam is named J J Hormel. He took over for George Hormel. Not J Spamderson. No. Hormel. Um, no. And he's an innovator. Spamuel Hormel. <laughs> he's an innovator who saw the potential. <laughs> the dad in the group is so tickled by the pun. <laughs> this man, a man. This man, when you read about him, sounds like when you read about, like, Silicon Valley disruptors. Like, he's an innovator. He was like, what are we going to do? We need cheap meat. Everybody needs cheap meat. <laughs> Shove a bunch of pig parts and secret spices in a can and cook it right in that can. Is that really how it's made? Yeah. Oh On God. the assembly line. That's actually how a lot of canned things, like, almost all canned soups are made that way, too. Wow. They, like, dump the raw ingredients in and then they cook it in a hot water bath in its can. Huh. Okay. Huh. Um... 
That seems better to me for some reason, but okay. Yeah. But uh, Jay had all kinds of things. He was a he, he had lots of ideas. For example, he invented the concept of Dinty Moore's stew merely because he had 500,000 empty cans that he wanted to fill with something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Um, and he loved <laughs> forming bands. When Hormel started uh, making chili con carne in a can, he introduced it to the world with a traveling song and dance troupe of 20 people um, with a Mexican theme called the Hormel Chili Beaners. Whoa! Whoa. That's pretty racist. What year was Holy this? Holy shit. Eh, the past. Samuel <laughs> um, <laughs> Hormel, you are a bad man. <laughs> and Hormel, and specifically Spam, has a long history with the armed services, feeding our boys in World War II. And uh, during that time, he put together the Hormel Girls Drum and Bugle Corps. To, to advertise, hmm. which if you visit the Spam Museum, you can visit a tiny little radio, st- mock radio station. And, is, um, is it a Spam radio? It's K-Spam <laughs> radio. Like, like ham radio. I get it. Yeah, like <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, and listen You're to their- You're about to get kicked out of your own house. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to those uh, and listen to their tunes. Hmm. Um, I'm still just saying, how is there a whole museum about this? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, I don't. I, I don't know that. I don't know that the fact that people were not super jazzed on the Hormel Museum. You know, I mean, like <laughs> the Dinty Moore and incredibly exciting. Well, I mean, they must make. I mean, they must make enough money getting people in to eat at their restaurant. Oh God! Is there a restaurant? Is there? everything yeah. spam based? I don't. I think everything's Hormel based. Hmm. So if you could so get a Dinty Moore stew, if you so need you can get a Dinty so it's like stew, exactly like food you, you could can eat at get, home. You can get something with pepperonis on it. Yeah. Do they do they have an email list, like a newsletter? I'm sure. Do they get a lot of no, uh, don't spam? <laughs> I think we're demonstrating you how. Filter. I think that I think that we're seeing. I think we're seeing how. Uh, how how this sausage gets made? I think I think Andrew here is showing how this place stays in business. No, it's actually, actually here's here's a fun thing. Has anybody on the pod actually eaten spam? I have yes, not. I haven't. No. I have. I have not. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Every like anything else, it depends on how you prepare it. Yeah, I would say it's probably fine. Also, the person who works on the factory line. And takes out the bad cans. He's the spam filter. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. All right, categories. I have this, obviously, as a food item and also as a thing that I think you could get your dad to stop the car for. And you could get a little bite to eat, even though they don't want to do that because it's free. It's a free museum (laughs) and it's culture and educational. That's now you're your mother like You can practice like, working on a spam line. <laughs> you can uh you, uh a lo- never terrace a la carte. What was that? Never never terrace a la carte. Okay. I have a one off and it's my least good category. It's oh. simply canned sham. I don't even <laughs> remember what I was thinking. It doesn't this fit. Is a ca- this You're a canned sham. The spam, the spam museum is fake news. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all Which, an illusion. Way, yeah. Oops, sorry. I'm playing footsie. We're having a moment. No. I think we just Mine had a three-way is. footsie. Oh, no. Oh. My, 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 my toes are tucked. Oh. <laughs> my toes are tucked. Safety first. <laughs> Mine is a man, a plan, a can. Panama! <laughs> 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 I had it as a sitcom sit stop. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. It's supposed to be pit stop, I just realized. <laughs> and I decided <laughs> that sit stop sounded funny. <laughs> but now I get it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not. Uh, sit stop. Pit stop. Sit stop. Pit stop. Got it. 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 All right. Where are we leaning? I feel like, I don't know. I could go towards Kelly on that one, I think. Go with it. Yeah, you can. You can totally see Ross like wanting to stop at this band music. Yep. Yep. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's very uh, how I met your mother. Oh, oh yeah. Gross. Especially since Marshall is from Minnesota. There you go. He's probably from Austin, Minnesota. I ween. You ween. <laughs> nice. Well, Minnesota might be getting a little bit of a might seem a little bit dull. We're really punching up Indiana. <laughs> I must say. Weird. When we go home of Mike Pence. Home of homophobia <laughs> and john cougar melon camp <laughs> and race car driving um when i tell you about bruceville indiana and the blue flash backyard roller coaster oof, oof, oof. so in 2001 this is one of our newer attractions john ivers uh looked at the a-frame outbuilding behind his house and said to himself man a roller coaster coming down the side of that shed would be pretty neat <laughs> And that's what he did. He started the project with 10 feet, 10 feet of track and retrofitted uh, a car seat and used his absolutely uh, zero amount of engineering experience and his overtime uh, and overtime built his own backyard roller coaster, christened it the Blue Flash. Man, trial and error. Get <laughs> a lot done with that, I guess. Uh, question, is building an amateur roller coaster for your grandkids, which is who we did build them for, if I recall correctly, an act of love, or is it just sort of a, a – is it that it, in deciding to do such a thing, you just sort of intuitively, intuitively understand that your genes shouldn't carry on? <laughs> like It's wanting to punish your children. Yeah. I think you guys Homemade are no fun. This is amazing. And, no, it's amazing, but like, holy shit. Backyard no, amateur roller, roller coaster. In trial and error don't belong in the same <laughs> sentence. Yep. Um, You can watch videos of this, of course, on YouTube. We will post one. Um, But it's a 20-second ride. um, (laughs) Oh, my God. 20-second. 20-second. Done. (laughs) There's a loop-the-loop, though. Oh, my uh, God. Powered by car parts and farm equipment. The coaster is push-start, which means that you crawl into this car seat that's kind of set up on this... um, on a dolly. Pla- on a platform that's <laughs> a dolly. Yeah. But it's a platform roller coaster, so very modern. Um, and John physically shoves you in the car seat towards the conveyor belt that takes you up the side of his shed to get it going. The rider, um, you're pulled up this conveyor chain um, up the side of the shed. And then you fly down a twisting dr- drop, then swoop around a full loop before returning to the boarding section to start it all over again. Giant. Where it's also a push stop. Oh, God. <laughs> kind of have to grab them. A pull yeah. stop, I pull think. Stop, where it's, yeah. a, where it's a grab stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sit stop grab stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong, very old man grabbing a car seat on a platform. <laughs> I think this the is... Vi- oh, go ahead, Thomas. Oh, I would say the video The video is really something. The video of the guy riding is really something else. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh. Trip advisor to the rescue here, though, because you might wonder to yourself, when can I ride the Blue Flash? And you, he, he, he does make it open during certain times of the year on the weekends. But the thing says, 
and this is just reading from TripAdvisor, as most listed phone numbers for Mr. Ivers are disconnected, writing a physical letter and providing contact information may be your best bet for arranging a visit and a ride on the Blue Flash. Don't call him. He'll call you. (laughs) No, no, don't don't call him. Send him a postcard. (laughs) And and make sure to include a self-addressed stamped envelope. (laughs) It's sweepstakes rules. (laughs) Send him a letter and maybe you can ride his homemade roller coaster. (laughs) For 20 seconds. In Indiana. But think about this. Think about this. Most most people right now in America are sitting in a drab office building with their gray faces, wearing khaki pants, passive-aggressively refusing to eat the last slice of grocery store cake. Like, this guy... That's not me. You'll always eat the last slice of grocery store cake. You're like, I crammed that right into my gray face. No problem. Now my gray face is covered in blue ice. But it really sets it off. I always take the peas with the rose. Please, red and yellow. McDonald's colors. (laughs) 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 The most lurid cake possible. True story. We have a lot of our cakes are red and yellow. (laughs) Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Um, I only eat cheeky bachelor and bachelorette party themed (laughs) grocery store. Only dick and tit cakes for me (laughs) in the office environment. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas works at a body 1970s hospital. Didn't you know that? (laughs) It's it's very much like the office, but like the British version of the office. (laughs) I like the idea that in the hospital, that's totally fine because it's just body parts. It's just body parts. (laughs) You're like, we see this all day. This is a spleen cake. It's a titty cake. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. It's fine, but I think that this man Glimmer is like uh, a North Star in our in our world of sad office jobs. There he is, just hmm. building his backyard roller coaster. Like it's wonderful. Yeah, and you're right. You know, he 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 built this thing, and he has the the chutzpah to open it to the public too. You know, he, he doesn't. He could keep his light under the bushel. He's like and not share it. Fuck with insurance. The and now, and now I'm we, sure you have to sign a waiver. I'm sure. Are pouring all kinds of all kinds of disdain all over this thing that he's made. He's sort of an anti Ayn Rand in that he 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 you know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't want to cram his genius off to a mountain somewhere. He wants to share it with the world. It's Mr. Ivers, perfect socialist hero of communism. <laughs> it's true, and you know what? He's also supporting the postal system, which is very patriotic, <laughs> by making people write him postcards. He likes getting mail. He only wants forever stamps. <laughs> Maybe, what if it's what if though he just has to keep canceling his phone numbers because people keep harassing him about this damn roller coaster? It's possible. This uh, spam roller coaster. <laughs> no. Spam roller coaster. Damn, that's, I, I mean, it is a con- yeah. it, it is there is a conveyor chain like on a conveyor oh. belt. That's what pulls you up the mountain. The I, I like to imagine it's hand cranked too. Just <laughs> sad old man. You really have to bring. No, you have to bring friends. <laughs> It runs well, on him and three orphans. Well, eventually, eventually John's going to get too old to push it. Um, wow, shit. Could you imagine buying that like that house on Realtor.com? <laughs> Includes. So, of course, for this one, I have to dream the implausible dream to build with no engineering experience <laughs> to winch yourself up the side of a shed to do a full loop-de-loop that's my nice. category very nice i went with amateur power amateur power amateur power yeah uh i Mine had is... oh 
Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Too polite. Mine is a man, a plan, a can, Panama! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I ha- obviously had the sound Tim Allen makes <laughs> when he grunts. <laughs> is, that, is that the sound he gets as he gives himself a hernia, like, shoving you up? Shoving people up the... Or each chain link as it goes like... <laughs> it seems like that's a sound that gets heard a lot in Indiana, I'm assuming. Uh, what was your second, Thomas? A man, a can. Hmm. Oh, pardon me. A man, a plan, a can. Panama. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I. Andrew's like, I'm going to be the arbiter of this decision. I've decided to be the judge, and I say, I'm stumping down, ladies. A man is talking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> As he cuts me off. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I would stump for either myself or for Andrew. I'm. I, I was going to stump for you. Uh, see, so I'm stumping think... for me and you, so I can stump for me instead. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I think it should be you, Andrew, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because, because uh, you're right. Yeah. I, oh. f- I feel like the amateur the aspect of this is the most hilarious. Also, it's run on amateur power. <laughs> it literally is run on amateur power. Nice. It's one amateur power. Uh, strong. Nice. <laughs> As opposed to horsepower. <laughs> so, I think as we were finishing up our list... Um, all of these tourist traps have made me feel deeply patriotic. I'm glad to live in America in a world where we have all of this. Um, but it doesn't stop me from knowing, of course, that, you know, social injustice and greed is weighing heavily on our country and always probably has. And, uh, as we work together to bring quality and safety and basic human rights to all humans within and beyond our borders... I think it's fitting that we end with this timely reminder that rich white dudes will happily line up to use a spanking machine. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, there was a business for it. Too. It's the Museum of Fraternal Initiation Devices. Oh, hot damn! So, In Greenville, Illinois. Oof, man. So I before Illinois bringing up the rear. Am I right? Mm. Yo. So. It's, before I actually looked at this website, I had assumed it was this very, like, because I don't know, I'm not in a fraternal organization. All I recall about it, it, them in terms of devices is the this, like, a restaurant from my college town that was full of, like, fraternity paddles. So, I was, like, spanking is what I assume. You thought, you thought a spanking machine was just a paddle. Well, yeah, I assumed that, like, this is going to be. If, he thought reason, it was amateur paddle. For some reason, I thought this was going to be just a very spanking centric thing. You and thought it was going to be the spank museum. Yeah, exactly. Then I came to the website and it was just full of photos of children. And I was immediately very uncomfortable. <laughs> Not the spanking like, it museum. Like, oh my God. And there's oh, something, about, also. And something about riding a goat. And I was like, oh Jesus Christ, what is going the on? The goat I don't get still. The goat is just literally, okay, The goat, I watched a video on it. The goat is a fake goat, like wooden goat's head with a little seat and a wooden pole that you, you sit on the seat and then somebody else lifts you up and down and tries to knock you off. It's the lamest thing. <laughs> it's like it's like a like a mechanical bull, but man, amateur powered, amateur powered, tiny, and uh, just generally sad. I guess. Would it surprise you to know that in the past, fraternities and secret societies were big enough deal that fraternal hazing machinery was a booming business? Yeah, this was like a that, that the three brothers Ed, U.S. and Erastus. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> names the first names no. of the three owners of this company. Ed, U.S., and Erastus uh, made a bunch of things. Parents that got real bored at the all, beginning. Yeah, but all of these devices involve like shooting off blank bullets. So it's like you blow into this <laughs> thing, it shoots powder in your face, and there's a an explosion goes off, and then you get shot. It's yeah, a joke. You pull these levers, it turns out it squirts water in your face, and there's an explosion. <laughs> You're like, ha! Like, so, what the hell? but if your pants aren't on fire, make sure your pistol's not in your back pocket. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So the modern woodsmen of America. <laughs> Um, used to have their brothers ride a goat. Oh, the goat. Yeah. As part of their initiation. And apparently they didn't want to keep goats alive anymore. At, just so that people <laughs> they could only want ride dead them. Goats. Woodsmen hate goats and are out to murder all of them. So they asked these the, they asked these brothers to to craft a goat facsimile for them. And that's how this riding goat that Andrew described, goat head seat. It's a wood stick that you carry around and try to jostle people and hurt their groins with. Um, was born. <laughs> and um, it was staggeringly popular. And word got around. And soon other fraternal orders were rapping at their door um, saying, hey, we've got an appetite for pseudosexual pranks. <laughs> we, our interest is decidedly piqued. Um, I have cash in hand for a spanking machine. <laughs> <laughs> Water so spurting, before- water spurting can- cameras, and "quote unquote" lung testers that trick the user into blowing into a pipe until they are sprayed in the face. <laughs> so, so to, to maybe anchor this in time and also provide some uh, some background. So, the secret society biz apparently was huge in America before World War One, and uh, this this company um, previously had made graduation robes and like marching band uniforms. And then they got this sideline and the sort of Spencer's gift style uh, <laughs> fraternity hazing stuff. They also would make all the robes and like goofy masks and hats and, you know, if one assumes like assless chaps or whatever <laughs> that were part of this. But after World War One, the secret society biz sort of sort of fell off. So they just went back to making graduation robes and marching band uniforms. And the company still does to this day. So these guys are like a bona fide American tradition and family-run business and they make they make a bunch of them like the likelihood that we have not worn something that they made is very very small Mm. or or like it is very very great like we have worn one of their robes and made in a same factory that made a spanking machine (laughs) so let's talk about a spanking machine i was i was actually kind of disappointed with what a spanking machine actually is i imagine something with like flywheels and like a boiler (laughs) and like (laughs) Like some sort of like automatic rapid fire something, gatling paddle, something, or something to really to really gatling handle paddle. to really handle a big spank. <laughs> right, right. For but jobs that is, human hands just can't do. It's one of these things where I'm sure this was very surprising for people. You kind of it's it's like a plate that you stand on and it has these these hand grips and you're supposed to let you grab them and pull and then a little a little. Like catapult arm kind of comes up and hits you right and right 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 on the money maker right on the can. <laughs> Man, this really this it r- kicks you in the can. I think that that sounds charming. <laughs> this really this really makes the Illuminati less scary. <laughs> I think we can all agree as an organization. Real, I real or otherwise. Like, I wonder if like the Bilderberg Group or like the Bohemian Grove, if there's like an equivalent business to this that exists in like Silicon Valley, are there like app synced spanking machines or like put on this devil mask? Internet of Things Spankorama. 
right, 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 right. Before you get to drink the children's blood and stay young forever. <laughs> you gotta inhale a little bit of flour. We need, we need you to blow in this tube for kind of no reason. Here's the thing. Yes. We're like 100%. There definitely is. <laughs> this is what this is what binds people together. Yeah. In my in my it, social group binds we, men together. Well, but in my social group we eat weird food together. That's true. We yeah. do. Yeah. Like and if we try something and it tastes terrible, we all have to eat a little bit of it to bind us. Yeah, I mean that's so there little... is some of this, but there is no, like, you have to eat the one weird thing and we'll all stand around and laugh. The humiliation yeah. aspect is less. Like we say, guys, and when, when men get together in large private groups, they just get silly. <laughs> silly, huh? Silly. Is that what's going on in Congress? It's <laughs> <laughs> hey. machines. All it takes uh, to we're start too busy. Own... John McCain's too sick to use the spanking machine, so no legislation has passed. Oh, Damn. Uh, <laughs> all it takes to start up your own like cut rate masonic lodge or like clan offshoot or like a bunch of goofy hats and a stuffed fucking coat yep. <laughs> all right categories all right i i i started as i began lame action role-playing yep <laughs> i like it i like it <laughs> spammy <laughs> What? Why are you still laughing about spam? Spam Spamuel Hormel, leader of the lodge. So there's no one that I would more like to see and is more likely to use, I would say, a spanking machine than um, Chevy Chase. So, of course, this is a Clark Griswolds to the walls. Like, can't you just see, like, oh, no, we've gone to a museum culture. Oh, no, now I'm trapped in a spanking machine. And there's a sexy lady watching me. It's very National Lampoon. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I, of course, of course, called this the sound Tim Mallon makes when he grunts. <laughs> <laughs> there was no other option. Uh, Kelly, I think this is the case it's the sound Tim Mallon makes when he groans. Uh, whoa. <laughs> His face. Don't like it. Face. <laughs> is that <No>. sound? <laughs> Stop making Tim Mallon sex noises. Stop it. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Man. sounded like you were calling Bigfoot. That yeah. was that was a wooga. <laughs> I want Looney Tunes with it. Thomas? My, mine, mine, like Andrew's, uh, uh, ends as it begins with trousers down, boys. This is a men's ceremony. <laughs> it's 100% I mean, that way. I mean, it has to. It's 100% that way. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, guys, we did it! We did it! Yay! Yay. Why did we have to end on weird spanking machines? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guarantee know. you, I guarantee you half the listeners will now go to Etsy and like Google like spanking machine. Hey guys, guess what? There's a lot of bondage gear on Etsy. You're going to find some weird shit. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of bondage gear for like your miniatures too. Which yeah. Is which is extra weird. Huh. Yeah. Pro tip, make sure you buy a full scale spanking machine if that's what you want. <laughs> make sure that your spanking don't machine get is tricked. not. Don't buy a spanking machine for an American girl doll. For dolls. Don't. Standard size we keep talking about. Thanks for listening. Please head over to Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Or check us out at outragesmechanisms.com. Bye! Bye! <laughs>
an outrageous, an outrageous mechanism's, mechanism's production. production.